All right. Let's see. So he says, um, so we'll continue from where we stopped. And we said, God's plan is to reach the earth, right? Habakkuk 2 verse 14. The glory of the Lord, right? Fuse the earth just as the waters covers the sea. And God's plan is that the whole earth will be saved, right? So is it, wait, do you think it's possible? Do you think it is possible? Do you think it's possible that Mecca today, they will be praying in tongues in Mecca? Do you think it's possible? How many of you think it's possible? All of you are shouting it's possible, but if they say you should go for outreach now. <laughs> but you know it's possible. It is. You know, if, if, if the whole world, if men are saved, we won't have to bother about people killing anyone. We won't have to bother about um, even accidents, because people will do the right, right thing. Nobody in his right senses will want to eat you. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? People will behave well. Things, there will be nobody who will just wake up and say he wants to shoot guns. Shoot at anyone. The city will be saying, the world will be saying. And when we see things like this, is to let us know that there is much and much and much work to be done. And remember, what did I say? How will it be done? God wants to partner with you to do it. Or is already partnering with you. Hallelujah. So when and where, where and when should I preach? That would be the question that we want to answer. Where and when should I preach? Considering the gravity of this message and the implication of if men do not hear it and believe, the gospel should be preached everywhere. There is no limit to where the gospel cannot be preached. There is no limit. It should be preached without season. Look at it in 2 Timothy 4 verse 2. It says, preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. 2 Timothy 4 verse 2. I'll wait for you. 2 Timothy 4 verse 2. It says, preach the word, be instant in season and out of season, rebook, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, right? Second Corinthians 4 verse 4, we saw it earlier, it says, if, I, if the God of this world had blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine on them, for we preach not ourselves, but Jesus Christ the Lord, and for yourselves, your servant, for Jesus' sake. So the implication when men do not hear and believe the gospel is that they will go on living aimlessly. If men do not believe the gospel, they will be living aimlessly. They will be brought into the world, they will live in it, and they will pass on without God and without hope. So they will pass on without hope and without God, both here and both in eternity also. So despite all God has given or done to save them, it's as though they will not be able to receive it. So your heart desire should be that 
is it, is it to extort money from people? Is it what? Wait, now let me ask you a question. Now, if you stop anyone now, what do you want from the person? That's all. You don't need. What do you want from the person? Are you getting what I'm saying? You don't, what, you don't need anything from the person. What you want from the person is the life of God in the person. So Ephesians 2 verse 2, 12, Ephesians 2 verse 12, it says, At that time, ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers of the covenant and promise, having no hope without God in the world. So they cannot be saved by themselves. They cannot be saved by themselves. They need to hear the gospel, and they need to hear it from you, from the preacher. Remember we saw in the scriptures, it says, How shall they hear without who? The preacher. So they need the preacher to preach. So God, or the reason why you were born, the reason why you were saved, the reason why you are in this world, the reason why you are in your city, is because God wants to reach that place through you. Romans 10 verse 13. Let's see it again. Romans 10 verse 13. It says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent, as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of priests and bring glad tidings of good things. So that shows God has sent numerous people, and that includes you. So you are a sent one. Just like God came down to fulfill his tasks, God has called you to fulfill his own tasks. So that is why Paul in his second letter reminds us of that God has not given us the spirit of timidity. You know, we dealt with that last night. Hallelujah. You know, we dealt with that, that we are not timid, right? Look at the second Timothy 1 verse 7. Look at second Timothy 1 verse 7. Who is there? Uh-uh. Madu. <laughs> 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. He says, For God has not given us what? The spirit of what? Of fear. Hallelujah. Say, I don't have the spirit of fear. I don't. I remember one time when me and Noah was going on outreach one time, and Noah said something. He said, uh, I asked him a question. I said, Why can't you go to that person to preach? He said, I'm scared. He said, And I said, Why are you scared? He said, He's the devil. I said, thank God you knew. <laughs> it's the devil. <laughs> so for God has not given us the spirit of fear. Hallelujah. Say, I don't have the spirit of fear. You're not saying it like you mean it. You don't. You don't. You know why you should know you don't have? God is working with you. So when, so if you stand before the sinner, you tell God, it is God. You know me and I have to get this as this here. God, don't fail yourself. Don't let me fail too. Because if I fail, it is you that fail. <laughs> Are you seeing it? God is working with you to do this job. See, there are times, eh, even me as a preacher, when I pray sometimes, I say, God, you called me, I did not call myself. It's not, if it was on my own, I would not have done this job. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? I, I, I tell God, see, if you, if you fail, 
It is me. It is me that people will laugh at, and it is you they will laugh at. <laughs> so they are just certain discussions I have with God. God, if this thing not happen, and this did not work the way this way, they will laugh at you. It's not me because me. I'll just tell them it's you that did not answer. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So God is partnering with you to do this work. So you don't have the spirit of it. See, I don't have the spirit of it. You know, so Paul was reminding Timothy and telling Timothy that he doesn't have the spirit of here, but his spirit of what? But of what? Of what? And of what? And of what? And of a sound mind. Look at the next voice. Look at the next verse. Let's read it together, everybody. No, you're not reading it together. Let's want to ready go. So you cannot be ashamed of this gospel. You know, it's like saying you are ashamed of your son's name. Well, some people are ashamed of, the, of it, though. Me, I can never be ashamed of my own. My own is Benson. My, my own is very English. <laughs> I, can, I cannot be ashamed. But some people that are being Ogun something, I know they are ashamed of their own. I know they may be ashamed of their own. But me, I'm not ashamed of my own. Because I met some people who say, ah, me, I don't want to marry someone. What's your last name? Ah, I don't want to marry you. <laughs> you know, someone like Ogule now will be thinking, me, Ogule. <laughs> I, I just, all right. So, it says, be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of her Lord. So, you cannot be ashamed of the testimony of Jesus. So Paul told Timothy, you cannot be ashamed. Tell your neighbor, say, are you ashamed? You know, people are not ashamed. If gay people are not ashamed to wear, you know, you don't get it. They paint their ear purple, be blue or something, to let you know that, ah, <laughs> I wear the badge of a gay. And you a Christian. I beg, John, let the, let, let the will of God be done. <laughs> the will of God cannot be done without you. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, if those kind of people are not ashamed of things like that, how much more? People will tattoo on their head, you know, some people, they will tattoo, even if it's possible to tattoo their score, they will tattoo it, everything, their body is full of tattoo chains, the nose ring, they will pierce their nose, they will pierce their eyes, they will pierce everything, and they wear it publicly. They are not ashamed of it. But you, that you carry internal life, the word of life that can redeem, you don't understand what you carry. You carry power. You carry God with you. You are not ashamed. Me, I'm not ashamed to be a Christian. I'm not ashamed. Oh, because I'm me. Oh, you don't want to be my friend. Another person will be my friend. Go. I'm not ashamed. We down this course. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, you don't do what's my own. I'm not ashamed, though. I remember when I was much younger, I used to live two-sided life. When I was much younger as a preacher, because I did not like, I don't want my friends to know, to know I was a preacher. So one day, they now came for my meetings. They saw that I was preaching. They said, eh? So they say, eh? So as we got to school the next day, they say, hey, brethren. They just came to class and said, see, Bensi was preaching. I was so ashamed. I was feeling like, ah, oh God, why these guys come? Why these guys come? I was preaching, I was praying, I was really patching, you know? Those of my church members did not know then that, ah, 
So they just walked in. So as they walk in, I quickly send one of my friends to go and discharge them with food. So they will not hear some of the sermons I'm saying. They're not going to use it against them, me. So I, I just called one sister. I said, you know those people that are just walking? Go and distract them. Just go and give them food and drinks. I know them very well. As they start talking like that, I say, what is the item you have? I say, they will forget. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> so I already distract them, but they caught me. The next day in school, the next Monday. Ha! Ah, I found as I was going to school, I was scared. I was like, these people are going to laugh at me. Well, oh, they should laugh now. Glory to God. Who is winning? Uh, are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, I'm not ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed that you carry Jesus. No. Be bold about it. Be proud about it. I'm bold that I'm a Christian. If Muslims wear their cap, they pray, they do. I'm sorry to use that as an example because that's not, Muslims cannot be an example to believers, but I'm just saying that in passing. But if they stand, they pray. In fact, I found them, there was one time I was traveling and I saw some of them at the airport, airport, and they laid their mats and they were praying. Ah! So you know what me I did? I started praying in tongues loud. Wallahi! I just started. Because I was having a long stopover. So I just started, I said, eh, ah. I think it was Germany, I was. Maybe Germany or Amsterdam. I can't remember the country. So I just saw, no, I think it was here, France. Because most of those people are Muslims in that area. So I just said, I just saw them, like three of them, ah, uh, ah. Uh. So I just said, oh, so I just put my earpiece so that I would just be loud. And I know my name. So one person was coming to me and said, I don't look at look at those ones there. <laughs> and, oh, see, you must be bored though. Oh, I don't know about you, but see, there's something there's certain crazy things I do. I don't eh, wow. So some people can be this bold. And you know if you see, they will be praying their own prayer. Nobody will disturb them. Me, I will not do my own tongue. You're not gonna say I'm shouting too loud. You are mad. You are mad. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Don't be don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed that you pray in tongues. Some of you say, once your friend is coming, you quickly keep your tongue. Come on, You should not hear it. The way the thing is even sounding. I don't care. Oh. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hey, see, I remember the first time I started praying in tongues. Many years ago, as I, as I got home like this, my mother said, you prayed in tongues? You that you stole my money? He said it's fake tongues. I said, ah, yeah, it's not fake tongues, so I've already spoken it. <laughs> my mother was angry that I spoke in tongues. <laughs> Are you getting what I was saying? Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Oh, don't Timothy. He said, don't be ashamed of me. So don't be, don't, don't be, don't be timid. If gay people carry their own kin, see, you know something? Hmm? People that do entertainment. They are not ashamed to. It's just like people that say Messi, Messi is the best footballer in the world. People are not ashamed to, to declare Messi as their supporters. Are you, are you getting me? No, see, Ronaldo is not. Though he's playing for our club, but thank God for the problem he's going through right now. It's God's problem. God is giving him problem. <laughs> I like it. The devil is keeping him busy. He should not play. He, we are playing a match to deal. We are playing you. What is discount? Eh? We want you. Oh, ah, I'm going to go and check discount after this session. 
<laughs> we must win our enemies in the name of Jesus. In fact, let's pray in tongues over the man. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Hallelujah, it's okay. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, they will have finished the match. Hallelujah. Uh, ah, man, you Chelsea today. Ah, hmm. man, you have to win. No? I will go and check the score. Hallelujah. All right. So now, some people are not ashamed. You see, people, even in the snow, in Stanford Bridge. You know, Stanford Bridge is the devil's place. <laughs> Stanford Bridge is where Chelsea people are. In Stanford Bridge, they are in the snow. I know that Christians don't go to Old Trafford on Sunday mornings. To, Christians don't go there. But Stanford Bridge, you find Christians in the snow wanting to watch match. And they are not ashamed of it. It's now we Christians, we are not ashamed. Ah, we are not started though. Are you getting me? We've not started. We will carry this gospel on our head like... Are you getting what I'm saying? We've not started. Don't be ashamed in your dormitory. Don't be ashamed to pray loud in tongues. In your hostel, don't... Once the, once the, once, as far as it's not disturbing anybody that I mean, wants to sleep or something, everybody is okay. Because if it is moving and everybody is shouting, you go, this and that, and that, nobody will complain. But when it's now your own time to pray, Lord, and I say, keep it down, keep it down, keep it down. Keep what down? <laughs> keep what down? Some of you are ashamed of tongues. Do you know what it means for somebody to speak in tongues? Do you, do you, you know, you just, hands were just laid on you, you just was shalabadaba. Some people tarried for nine days in Jerusalem. <laughs> I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Some people tarried in the, that's why the Bible, that's why we are still using it till tomorrow. That's why they say, when the day of Pentecost will fully come. <laughs> the only, I'm sure that was why they couldn't stop speaking for three hours. People said they were mad. Because you don't understand. They waited for this thing for nine days. You know you now. Bah, you don't speak. Speak on, speak on, speak on. You see. But some people tarried to hear this. You are not shy to pray in tongues. A Christian. An atheist is not shy that he's an atheist. You will see them, even on Twitter, they will put it on their bio, atheist. Yeah. You see them on Twitter, I'm an atheist. I engaged one one time. I said, why are you an atheist? He said, because he lost his wife and his children. I said, you are, you are only angry. This, <laughs> you are not an atheist. You are just angry. That's all. And God is not behind that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't be ashamed. Hey, your neighbor said, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed to be a Christian. Don't be. You will get to a place. You will see certain people. They will be drinking alcohol. They will be drinking this and that. You say, hey, God, should I take it? Should I not take it? Tell them, ah, me, I'm born again. I cannot take it. Ah, sorry. I cannot take it. I remember I went somewhere. Ah, I said, I said what would my church member say? I said, I cannot. Sorry. Give me juice. Juice. Orange juice. <laughs> I like that one. I say, if you water, no sparkling it, so because I don't know what you can put inside the sparkling. <laughs> Give me natural water. <laughs> don't be ashamed. Ah, don't be. 
Other people are not ashamed of whatever they carry. You find Jehovah's Witness go with their umbrella every time. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see them with their bag umbrella. They are everywhere, even in America. Have they, how many of them have they knocked your doors before? They've knocked our doors before. They've knocked my door before. They, win, they knock doors, in the, even in the winter. You, who are power of God, Holy Ghost, God living inside you. you know, Jehovah's Witness, they are, they are registered as a cult in the United States. Oh, you don't know? Ah, sorry. <laughs> they are Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> you know? They are not ashamed of it. Mormon, Latter-day Saints, you will see them with their As soon as you meet them, they will say, throw your Bible away. They first give you their own book of Mormon. They first introduce you, say, Eminotics to Mormon. <laughs> you see God, the mother, God, the father. They are so proud of their ignorance. They say, God has a wife. Ah, ah. <laughs> God, the father, God, the wife. say, God has a wife. I met one one time, he said, he's an agnostic. I said, you are, you are mad. He said, he's agnostic. I said, oh, barely come here. I was like, they are, they are just, see, those people are bold. But you, you, do you know what you have? God Almighty is now living inside you. You are now, you are now shy. It's, ah, it's, 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 it's deadly. You are now shy. I remember many years ago, I used to be very shy. Hey, uh, hey let's be calm. Oh. Ah, this is what we are. Let's take it gently. Oh. Ah, but as soon as I agree, ah, take what gently. Take what gently. People are not shy to tell you they, are, they belong to certain things. People are not shy to tell you that they support. You know, you know fan love. You know this thing called fan love. You like a celebrity. People are not shy because they like a celebrity. You know, Beyonce now is cheated like, eh? if Beyonce post a picture like this, you'll just be seeing the retweet, isn't it? The repost, repost, everybody's resharing it. The queen has come. The, this has, everybody's not shy to associate with Beyonce. Now, when it now comes to the gospel, you say, oh, uh, something is wrong with you. A Christian. Do you know what it means to be a Christian? You are never going to see death again. Hallelujah. You know what it means to die? You know, you will not experience it. So you, you, don't, you can only teach it. Because Christians don't die. They sleep. Then you are not shy. You are not saying, uh, uh, I don't, let's, don't, let's not be disturbing people, Joe. Uh, uh, let's take it gently. Take what gently? Do Muslims, have you encountered Muslims before? Do they take it gently with you? Then you want to take it gently. I remember that day at the airport. I just put the earpiece on my ear. Oh, I just started shouting. People were walking past me. They're just looking at me. I look at them back. I just shout out about the God They look at me. I look at them back. So if you look at me, I use looking to kill you. That's my own. Don't be shy. Bold, you have to be bold. See, there are certain dimensions of God's spirit you experience if you are just bold. It takes boldness to heal the sick. It takes boldness to do to watch miracles. Be bold. Don't be shy. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't be shy. Don't be. Why are you shy? 
They are playing in your dormitory and everything, and you carry your Bible and you say you want to read. You say, ah, let me drop it down. Or you are listening to message. They tell you, tone it down. Ah. Tone what down? Do you, did you tone your own movie down or your song down? Are you getting what I'm saying? Please. Please. Paul told Timothy, don't be ashamed. Don't be. Are you ashamed? No, tell me, what exactly are you shy of? God lives in you. You are shy of that. Do you know the, the audacity on your mouth? The audacity of the power? Do you know that when you speak, you can speak things to life? And you are not shy of that? Do you know the audacity of the power of God on your lips? Do you know you are not natural? You are supernatural. You are not shy of that? Do you know you can stretch your hands on the sick and that sick person will be healed? Do you know you can lay your hands on that person and that person can fall down? <laughs> you are not shy. Don't be oh. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't be. We need, we need more Christians to be bold. Be bold about what you believe. I don't care. Ah. Ah. I don't care. Once I get anywhere, I let them know I'm a Christian. Born again. Sharp rap Tongue speaking. Demon casting. Sick healing. Um, do you have any sick here? Ah. Be bold. Be bold. Are you getting what I'm saying? Be very bold. Let it be known even in your house that you pray in tongues. You know that. Ah, once, this, once this person enters the room like this, you cannot enter. Ah, person is praying. No. Be bold. Don't, don't, settle for, don't, be, don't, don't settle for mediocrity. No. Be very bold about what you believe. Other people are not shy. You know, some other people are not shy that they are not serious as a Christian. I don't do those church things, this and that. They are not shy to say it. I don't do all this church thing. And those are even your friends. You are mad. If those are your friends, you are mad. I don't do these church things. I don't. I don't, I don't. And they, are, they have the audacity to tell you something is wrong with you. Somebody should feel comfortable to have the audacity to tell you, I don't do all this. They should be scared to tell you that. I should have somebody now at this is my level telling me I don't do this church thing. Block. I don't have time. What's my own? I don't have time. I don't waste time. I don't blocked. You can't be my friend. The people I keep around me are we are talking about the nations of God. We are talking about how we want to reach the nations. That's what is on my mind. And then don't do this short thing. I don't have your time. Or when you leave, <laughs> waste my time. If you have friends that still have the audacity to be telling you I don't do this short thing, and they are very bold about it, you are not saying. There's fellowship on in the, that day or there's outreach that day. You know it's true, it's true, it's true. You are mad. You're supposed to be caned. It is people like you that are spoiling this work. You are a Christian. You don't do this sort of thing. That's the end of our relationship. Let the person know that, ah. The person, you know, if you say those type of things, the person will think as, ah. The person will say, Imagine you tell the person, I'm cutting you off now. I'm blocking your number now. Till you are ready to go to church, we'll see. Bye-bye. Why lie? Most of your friends will be saved. Most of your friends will get serious. Because they want you, ah, 
It's not that serious. They'll tell you, take it easy. I don't take it easy. What is take it easy? Take it easy for what? You have friends around you that tell you, I don't go to church. And that's your best friend. You are mad. Something is wrong with you. That's the person you talk to every day. That is why your life is this way it is. Because your company determines how you will move. move. The right company is what will make you go far. The right company is what makes you go far. You have friends who are not serious with God. Those are the people that you, you share all your life secrets with. I beg you, go and listen to how to keep the devil far away from you. That's what you share everything with. That's why your life is the way it is. That's why your life is the way it is. You have friends who tell you, uh, all these people, all these ones people are doing out every time. And you two, you, are having the, you have the audacity to go and think about it and say, and it's true. Why are we even disturbing people? You are mad. We're we disturbing people too. Uh, what's going on? Uh, that's your friend. That's the person you talk to. Something is wrong with you upstairs. Be bold. Do you know what it took for God to come and die for you? Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? For God to come there as a man to die for you. Sit uprightly. We are not in a comedy club here. Sit well. Sit like a Christian. I'm not, I'm not a child though. Are you getting me guys? Do you know what it is for Christ to die on the cross? Do you know what it is? The God that created heaven and earth came down as a man, became flesh like this. Then you, you say you are shy. You have friends who will tell you, eh, all this Christian thing, all this praying in tongues, all these things, I don't, I don't do all of them. And that's your friend. You are mad. Something that cost God his life. It cost God his life. Do you think God liked it? Before he went on the cross, he was praying like he wanted to die. He said, if, if this cup passed over him, he, wanted it, he didn't want to go. He said, let this cup pass over me. The sins of the world was upon him. Then somebody is not telling you, I don't do all these church things, all these, uh, all these things you are just praying in tongues, all these things you are just going for outreach. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, and that's your friend. You are mad. I'm serious. You can't keep living that way again. Your life has a purpose. God has a purpose for your life. Don't allow any friend towards that purpose. They don't know where they are going. You know where you are going. Or don't you know now? Don't you know? Don't you know? You know where you are going. So don't allow anybody to come and tell you, I don't do all those church things. All those praying in, all those praying in thong things that you would do. You'll be shouting. And, uh, 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 uh. 
Tell the person, bye-bye. Bye-bye to Jati Jati. I leave you. Go. Go your own way. When you are ready to be serious, come back. We'll continue our friendship again. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Be bold. Tell your neighbor, say be bold. be bold. Don't be ashamed. There is nothing to be ashamed of. You want to belong. Belong to what? Belong to people that will leave you. Belong to where? You want to belong. You want to feel among. Feel among what? You have not felt among in your church. You have not felt among that you are not praying in tongues loudly. You have not felt among that you are not reaching out to You have not felt among that you are not doing, you are not studying, you are not listening to message. You have not felt among. You want to feel among with people going to club. That's where your own life is feeling among for. You are mad. That's what you want to feel among for. At this age of your life, YOLO, I only live once. You live once and die once too. That's what you want to feel among for. God came down as a man, preached the message himself, died for the same message. Be bold. Don't let anyone bully you that praying in tongues is nothing. Some people tarried to pray in these tongues that we, are, that we have free, cheaply today. Do you know what it is to heal the sick? The disciples, when they first did it, they went to read Jesus and said, hey, even the demons were subject to our name. You, because you have done it so many times, you don't, you don't see it as anything again. So we just give tongues and we just say, you know, the Lord will bless you. You know, God is speaking through your lips that way. He says, the Lord will bless you. No, things will happen. And you are blessing somebody like, do you know what it means to do that? In the Old Testament, only special people could do it. When the priests come upon people, boom, they say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Boom, they will not profess and they will go. Now, today, we have it in abundance. You are not saying you are shy. Shy of what? Shy of what? Shy of what? What are you shy about? Wait, tell me now. What are you shy about? No, tell me. What exactly is it? If not the devil wanting to just blow his wind on you. And he comes, I tell you, the devil comes like your friend. He just come very, uh, do, you, do you have to go to church today? Do you have to go for outreach today? Abraham is just disturbing me, Joe. Sometimes you even see Abraham's text message, you bounce it. I don't want, uh, don't want anybody to disturb my life. You are mad. We are trying to help you to fulfill God's plan for your life. You say we are disturbing your life. You will meet it on the last day. All of this picture, you know all those things that they say, something should not stand against you on the last day. Every picture will come at you on the last day and they will show you like this. They will show you all the pictures like this. You say, ah, by that time you will not have an excuse. You know, now we are still begging you. That time there will be nobody to beg you again. You now will say, I die known, I die known. When we were telling you, when you are hearing this now today, this is your own judgment too. So when he stand against you on the last day and they show you today's video, don't say you die known. I will tell God I told you. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting me? So, the gospel is not for a joke. 
It's a serious thing. It's a serious business. The gospel is not for, it's not, we do not come, it's not for joke. It's a serious business. We are discussing people's lives here. The lives of men you will never meet. The lives of men you, you, you've not seen yet. That's what we are discussing here. So, open up yourself to the Spirit of God. Say, I am bold. I am bold. I am bold. Pray for yourself very quickly. Pray. No, I don't want anybody to go and sleep. Hold somebody and pray. I don't want you to go. This is not, this is not consecration. Pray, pray. Hold somebody beside you. Let's pray. Let's pray. We are not ashamed, men. We are not ashamed. We are not ashamed. We are not ashamed. We are not ashamed. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are not ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Don't be. You being ashamed is like saying the work that God did for you is a counterfeit. Some of you, the reason why you still you are just looking like mm, mm, is because you don't understand. I hope I pray. That your eyes of understanding is enlightened. To know what God did for you. To know what God, that, you know what, what Jesus went through for us? To have, this, to have these things we are enjoying freely. It took him his life. It took him his life. It was like a matter of life and death. If Jesus did not raise from the dead, Paul told us in 1 Corinthians 15, he says, our faith is vain. That is, we will yet be in our sins. But today, you know, we can safely say we are not a sinner. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. It made us to understand we are not sinners. It says, but we are the righteousness of God in Christ. So you cannot say you are a sinner anymore. Because you are righteous in Christ Jesus. But do you know what it took one man to make you righteous? How about making other men righteous? So don't be bold. Are you getting what I'm saying? Say, I am, bold. I am bold. This is the second time we are emphasizing this in this meeting. It shows that a lot of us, because I, I'm, I'm totally, I've not even gotten to a scratch of my note. But for me, to, for, for me to be saying something like this, it shows God is trying to speak to some of us. And probably we are resisting. Please don't resist God. Let God talk to you. Don't leave this meeting and still carry on timidity life. I beg you. I beg you. Don't leave this meeting and still, and still, and your friends are talking to you and say, eh, you know you have church. You're telling you, how about we go for that party? Party and church, which one, which one is important? 
Party is just three hours, max four hours. Do you know what church does? Church makes church will give you an internal relevance. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed to post Jesus on your WhatsApp. Don't be ashamed to post him on your Twitter, on your Instagram, on your TikTok. Don't be ashamed. On your Facebook. Don't be ashamed. Don't be. See, men, let me tell you the truth. I will tell you a personal story. I noticed something as I grew, when I grew, when I, when I became very bold in preaching the gospel and everything. I noticed that many at times when my friends now have issue, many of the friends I disconnected with, when they have issues, it is me they run to. So I was not, and as, I noticed that it did not happen one time, it did not happen two times, it did not happen three times. So I was not thinking within me. So what if I didn't boldly declare that I was a Christian, that, ah, guys, well, I, I cannot go in this direction again. Me, me, I, me, I want to follow the Lord. What if I did not go in that direction? We will all be like the lost. I noticed it. Every time they had issues, it's me they always run to. Till today. They are not ready to serve Jesus. So. But once anything just happens, they say, ah, man of God, man of God, man of God, Joe, I beg you. Whoa, I know it's you that can pray. But years ago, we heard the same thing. But me, I got born again. Why did you not get born again? So it shows that that's your friend that you are trying to fill among today. See, Wallah, he's going to come for you. He's going to come to you for help tomorrow if you can stick your guns. And this thing happens not once, not twice, not three times. Ask, ask people who are serious with the gospel. That's how it's always been. I've asked people who are older than me who are, who are serious. It's always like that. They'll tell you, ah, it's, the, it's the normal principle of life. That once you just get serious with the gospel like this, it's as though problems will just start happening to them and it is you they will just come, come and run to. But you know what? You would have been that way too. But God delivered you from the snare. Are you getting what I'm saying? Say I'm bold. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed to share Jesus. Don't be. Tell me, tell me, what's the gain in this world? Tell me. No, tell me. No, tell me. No, can somebody list it for me? Tell me, what's the gain? After you drink, what next? You go and sleep, Abby? You have a headache, you sleep after drinking, Abby? No, no, that's the result. If you get drunk, you, you have a headache, you sleep, you wake up, you get better. What has happened? What's the, what, what, what's the next thing? What's, what now happened? What else again? You go and club, you dance, 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 dance. You shall leave the place one day. After you not dance, what happens again? You drink water, you go and sleep. Eh? You back to your problems. After, after what again? What is the next thing again? You smoke. After you smoke, 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 smoke. Your liver will have problem, and you will go to the hospital in the next how many years? And what else again? More problem. Which other thing again? Eh? You walk, you walk, you walk, you go. You don't have time for this. Just say, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. You have back pain. After you do a lot of wheels, you do, 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 do. Or you sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. You get tired. You go and pay more bills. Which other one? Eh? 
you sleep, you know, so that's another problem of people. So, so people can sleep like they are going for sleeping competition. So we they will sleep like they are competing with Jonah. Like, ah, eh? ah, if they wake up, mm. <laughs> what does he get? You sleep, you still wake up. The problem is still waiting. Which other thing? Eh? You eat after you finish it, you go to the toilet. Or you gain weight. <laughs> you listen <it> again. <laughs> no, tell me which what what is the what is the gain? Relationship. You, <laughs> you, the, you breakfast is inevitable. Breakfast, lunch, and everything is inevitable. You chop it and you move. What else again? Yet another one. You chop another one. They chop your eye. They, they show you shake it. You come out again. No, which? No, tell me. Huh? <laughs> no, those was as see. Okay, but now see. See. What is, what's the gain? There's no gain, right? That's to let you know there is no life outside Christ. It's a deceit. It's a deceit of the devil. So all those your friends that want you to belong, they just want to spoil your life. Oh, I don't do these church things. Why are you people shouting in tongues? They, you know, some, some stupid idiots, they walk in church and say, it's about shouting too much. Why are they shouting? What's making them pray? You have not seen problem. When, when problem comes to you, you will know why we are praying. You have not seen... May God not give you certain problem. See, you know why some people are in certain deliverance churches and they don't want to leave? Their eyes are seen shaggy. Wallahi. Oh, may, I would, I'll, I'll, I'll share some things with you. So many years ago, when me, my wife saw shaggy, Hey, I looked at even the prayers like this. I, I never liked their prayer. I said, ah, but their enemies really chasing me. And ah, ah, I need to deal with this enemy. I became faithful with reading the prayers myself. I read the prayer. Every enemy, I cast you. <laughs> I'll wake up in the midnight. I will pray naked. <laughs> May you not see problem, are you getting me? What's the gain? No, there's no gain. I'm not joking. All those I don't, I don't, I don't want to. You know, that's the devil make you feel like I don't want to seem weird. Be weird! Oh, I don't want to seem weird to them. I don't want them to feel somehow. Let them feel this somehow. Ah, we are not going on the same destination. Are you getting me? Are you getting me? They feel, they feel weird. They are the, most of my friends now, they are the ones calling me today. I don't have their time. I can show you my WhatsApp. Most of their messages, sometimes I don't read it. I, cannot, I don't want to respond. When we were supposed to serve God years ago, you did not answer. Now you are disturbing me after almost 10 years. I don't have your time, Joe. Continue your problem. Once this problem show you, you will be born. Nobody will tell you you will be born again. <laughs> I'm not joking. I can show you their messages on my WhatsApp. So then I don't respond. When you are ready to be serious with Christ, let's come have a discussion. Because when you finish the problem like this, you will go back again. God, I enjoy. You come back, you see me as a therapy session. We're done. There's no life anyway. 
okay, you want to make money, make money, make money. Bill Gates, you know? <laughs> Bill Gates made all the money. Now nah, he's already giving it to charity. So what is it? Let me make the money first. <laughs> so I can now decide <laughs> whether I can give my own to charity. <laughs> to tell you, life is vanity. Hallelujah. Life is vanity. The only thing that gives you joy, gives you sense of purpose, is you following God's plan for your life. And that plan involves you preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. Let's proceed. That plan involves you preaching the gospel. So, so I'm not ashamed. See, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Me, I'm not ashamed. So don't be, don't be timid to post things. Don't be timid to give your friend a message to listen to. Say, ah, the voice sounds crooked, Joe. I don't want them to listen. Why? Why can't you tell your, your friends about your church? Because you don't want your friend to come and see you shouting in tongues. You shout, bah, bah. You should have friends that want to shout with you. I don't know about you, but I'm going, to, I'm going for a meeting very soon in, in the next couple of weeks. And me and my friends, we're already, we already talking about how we want to go and shout that it is me and God in this meeting. We're already having group discussion. Man of God. Man of God. We're already calling him man of God. Man of God. Ah. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the kind of friends you should have. One, one of another friend now messaged me and said, I wish I can come. I said, Don't come. <laughs> My real friends don't say, I wish I can come. You don't come. I said, I wish I can just come for you. Don't come. The meeting is not for you. Don't come. Don't come and disturb me in this place. So please and please, I, I, I don't know. We, we, I don't know why I'm saying this over and over and over and over again. But I believe that the spirit of this world has nothing on us. See, the world has nothing on me. Jesus has everything on me. Say one more time. The world has nothing on me. Jesus has everything on me. Thank you, Lord. Mm. And the Lord will disassociate you with certain people. After this meeting, it will look as though you cannot relate with certain people again. Don't force it. Don't force it to say, ah, why are you suddenly cold to me? No, I just told you what is happening. God is working something with you. Don't force it. It will just look as if certain things just went cold. Don't force it and say, let's try and rebuild it. No, leave it. Leave it that way. Let go of those people. The Lord has his way to do it for you. So don't go and use your hand to do it for your. Don't go and use your hand to undo what God has done for you. It's the associating with, with certain people who will distract you. Are you getting what I'm saying? And it's, it's going to be for your benefit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, let's see if we can... Let's see if we can continue and end this session. You understand the gospel, right? What's the gospel? Ah. 
round round that's what i'm hearing round round <laughs> round round <laughs> i think that's the next that's the one that's trending on tiktok now round round <laughs> round round <laughs> so everybody's dancing now ah good well i lie i can't imagine that i wake up one morning i'm setting my phone on the table i'm into it round round <laughs> i can't it cannot happen <laughs> I grew up very conservative, so it can't, it can't, it can't happen to me. Once it happens, just start praying. Once you just see me on social media, just doing strange, you just start praying for your pastor. Say, ah, I want to get pastor. Ah, just, just, just start fasting and praying. Wait, ah, 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 pastor is losing it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what's the gospel? Hey, round, round. <laughs> What's the gospel? If he's sure you die, come out and say it. If he's sure you die, just come here and shake. Ah! <laughs> they are bold. Oh, yeah, share with us. What's the gospel? I sure them die. Clap for them. All of you are just doing round, round. <laughs> it's about the king. The kingdom, I mean, is exploit. Now, and, in, and so what do we do with the gospel? We are advertising it, right? And how do we do it? Evangelism, right? We preach. And what do we preach? The gospel, right? How that Christ died, right? How that he was buried. And now that he rose again, right? Is that the message? Is that what we preach? So don't be, don't, don't, don't be timid, right? So Paul told Timothy, he said, testify. Don't be ashamed to testify of me. So he wants us that. So expect that a lot of embarrassment will come with the gospel. Expect it. So people can slap you. Have somebody, have you people received slap before? Nobody. Wow. None of you have received slap for the gospel before. They slapped you. I don't know if they've insulted you, they cursed you. Good. Ah. <laughs> no one is. No one is experienced. So it comes with it. And you know, Jesus told us, he says, he says, if they persecute me, they will do it to you also. You know, he said it, right? So that shows because we are in one kingdom. We are carrying his cause. So expect embarrassment. Not if they've chased you away before. Yeah, leave you. Carry your bag and go. That is it. They have to chase you. I remember when we were younger, there was one woman we were having meetings just like this. Then she came into the service like this and just came. So I think the son was following us then when we were very young, doing ministry then. And she just walked in and said, Ah, my son is still here. This is da da da. No, this are, I'm taking my son away from here. Ah, we started saying, Ah, ah. Killag, we killag. What did we carry? What did we throw? <laughs> he said, I'm taking my son. This, you will. Ah, she raked for us. This and that. She even almost, I think she even spat on her. It was very serious that deal. 
She took the son away. I will never forget. 2019, I went to preach in Nigeria. 2019, December. I will never forget. I went to preach in Nigeria. And I was invited to preach somewhere. No, in that same church, interestingly, the mother, this, that woman, was now in the front, sitting. She now told the son and said, Ah, follow him. Follow him. Follow him. He said, He's preaching, or he's still preaching. Despite what we did many years ago, he has not stopped. Follow him. The, the son now came to me. He said, well, you know, you know, so the, the mother, then the mother does not allow the guy to go out in the night and everything. I think we had one meeting in the night that, that period. So he came and said, eh, you came? He said, ah, my mother said, wherever you go, I should be following you. <laughs> I will never forget that story. Because that thing, the woman used to be very good to us. She used to help us do things and everything. And suddenly that day, I don't know what came over. She just got hungry with us. She even spat on it. I was like, uh-uh. So what did you So it was not like an So you know, if that happened now, all of you would all be looking like, hey, what will pastor do? What will pastor do? That was how the whole church was looking that day. Like. So we couldn't really continue the service that day. So everybody just started praying like, Lord, deliver us from the enemy. Lord, just deliver us. Lord, deliver us from the enemy. But the mother apologized to us later. I thank God. That's just one experience. It doesn't mean that they will always come back and they apologize. So, so, <laughs> so we just had to see it without Tanyon. So, <laughs> but she apologized. So, so I will never forget that story. So many at times the gospel will come with oppositions. It will come with threats. They will threat. Some people can threaten to kill you. I was like, hey, I remember one time Tony called me and said they cry. <laughs> Pastor. <laughs> Somebody come here and say, you want to come and kill me? <laughs> I said, I, I, I first, when I first heard the tears, I was like, hey, what happened, what happened, what happened? He said, somebody call me. I said, he said he wants to, I think he said he's coming to my house. He said he's coming to arrest me. Pastor, huh? I said, you are mad. Get <laughs> Your Lord Jesus. <laughs> a lot of this happened to him. You, you are crying. <laughs> I'm sure she's not like that again. <laughs> Opposition. You know what we have faced in this life. Opposition. What come back? You know, they will not be bringing it. Left, right, center, front, back. They will come. They will be throwing it at you. Like, bish, bash, bish, bash. You know, we come in. Boss, boss. Hey, I obey is the evil. Ah, I obey is the darkness in the world. I, I obey is this. Hey, I, I don't be looking at hey, me. Hey. <laughs> they will not be carrying it. They will not be bringing it. But you know what? He hates us against the enemy. Glory to God. He hates us against the enemy. I remember when we first started here in Rochester. Not up to two weeks, they already put our name. They say three boys, they are wearing bags. Ah, I say, ah. we've not even started outreach very well. They say three boys are always on bags, disturbing people around. Ah, ah. We, how many people are we disturbed? But about are 10 people. They say we're disturbing the entire. I wonder who are we disturbing? It's to let you know, oppositions will come. It's just to stop you. 
is to make you scared or you are bold. Paul, take, Paul took 39 stripes, save one. You, they've not flogged you yet for the gospel, so nothing is happening to you. They've not put your name on the black book in one and say, banned for coming to this place. Ah, nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. So oppositions will come, threats, physical assault, physical punishment. Nobody can pop pepper on you. They will stole you. They will stone you and say, hey, leave your job. We live in a civilized world. Where we did ministry when we were younger, ah, it was tough. In Nigeria then, it was really tough. People, it was, it could get physical. So sometimes what we just be doing, hey, just, sir, we are so sorry, sir. We are so sorry. Especially people that have smoked, their eyes are red. These people, they smoke, their, even their eyes is smoky already. <laughs> it's the gospel. It's the gospel. It's because, you know, <laughs> ah, if you've not experienced those things, what will you say when you stand with Paul in the view, in the, on the last day? Paul will be telling you, ah, almost they flogged me. You will say, eh, wow, God really, God was, God really worked with you. You know what I'm saying? Then Paul asks you, so what, did, what happened with you? You say, um, <laughs> you say, ah, we, I mean, I was just at home, chilling on Netflix, just, Texting the word. <laughs> I was texting the word. <laughs> you know, nah. Yeah, we, we, need, we need those things. Those things strengthen you as a believer. It strengthens you as a believer. Stressing, it's stressing you. You know, when the old police already know your face, they see you, like, ah, you again. You. We, I thought we warned you. <laughs> I thought we warned you to not come back here again. You again. You know? <laughs> So it comes like that, but it encourages us to, to demonstrate much of the power of God. We're going to see much of the power of God later this night. Hallelujah. So the work of evangelism, you will meet people who will talk rudely to you. You're going to meet people who are going to talk very rude to you. You're going to meet people who will threaten you. You're going to meet people who will throw you out of their house. They say, no solicitation. If you come here again, we'll shoot. You know, I think we've heard that before where someone told us that uh, if you if you match this mall again, they will shoot. Is it is it is it is it you they told? Oh, it's it's you. Oh, they threw they they them away. They say they will shoot them, Abby. They say they must know. Oh, okay. So it's so you you have all of those things. Some will even eat you. Some will curse you. They said no one is a court. They said no one is a sex trafficker. <laughs> I don't know how he looks like one. <laughs> they, say, they will curse you. They will do all of those things. But you know what? He hates you against the enemy. He cannot allow anything to touch you. Because you are doing his work. Right? He's going to guide you like the pillar of fire. Right? Pillar of cloud. is with you always. We are doing what he called us to do. And what he called us to do means because we, it is also fellow men, we are also going to see the actions of fellow men. So outreaches, some will even pop a pair on you. But thank God, we live in a more civilized world. This is not Africa or Nigeria where people are that brutal. I don't know how brutal, the highest the brutality of this place is people will just show gun. Don't be scared. So they, yeah, pastor. <laughs> if you even see the gun, would you run? <laughs> so we kill you. 
come here. I thought I told you not to come back here again. Come, come, come. Bros, come, bros, come. Bros, come. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nothing. I will pour you water. I will do all of those. I will spit at you. It's for Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's all for Jesus. They did a lot of those things for on the apostles. They flogged the apostles in. Look at Acts 5. Let's look at Acts 5. Look at that five. At five, verse 40. <clears throat> it says, are you there? It says, and to him they agreed, and when they are called the apostle and beating them, they commanded them that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and go. In Nazis and they departed, pressing. This is, and they called the apostles and do what? And beating them. So they flogged them very well. What happened the next day? They did not go home and go and cry or go and say, Pastor. They departed from the presence of the council doing what? Doing what? They were shouting, Glory. Oh! They flogged me for Jesus. Eh? That's what they were doing. They were rejoicing. That they counted worthy to suffer for his name. Say, ah, yeah. It's to tell you how much they were so bold about this. They counted it worthy that, ah, me too. It's a privilege to suffer for Jesus. You know, we're going to be rewarded for all of this. It's a privilege. And look at verse 42. What happened? Let's read together. Verse 42. They did not stop. That's why they've beaten them. Did they stop? Uh, that's, that, the end goal is to make you stop, but they did not stop. Look at 2 Corinthians 11.25. 2 Corinthians It says, thrice was I beaten with rod, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered rich shipwreck, in night and day I have been in the deep. So Paul went through all of these things. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 10, 2 Corinthians 12 verse 10, it says, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distresses, for Christ's sake, for I am weak, then I am strong. So, and we have been called to follow the full step of Jesus. So we must not be ashamed. Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of what? The gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe, to the Jews first, and also to what? The Greek. I am not ashamed. So be ready to preach the gospel, right? And what's the gospel? You are announcing the message, right? You are declaring God's glory on it, right? You are seeing to it that God dominate and fill the earth. So we must be ready to preach Jesus in our neighborhood, in our streets, in our classrooms, on the taxis. How about even in buses? We just take trip in bus and just preach. All those downtown buses, you know. But many of us, we have cars these days. We don't take bus anymore. How about thinking? I remember when I, before I had a car many years ago, when I'm taking the bus, I just... I just try and share the gospel. 
Sometimes they are light. Sometimes you can talk to the driver. It does a can I share certain things in the car? I say, oh yeah, sure. So I say, no, no. What do you want to share? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it depends. So in marketplaces, from house to house, and everywhere, preaching the gospel. So before we round up this session, um, just practical things to help you in outreaches and in your outreaches in evangelism and anything. Wherever you find yourself, I told you about my pastor friend, who wherever he finds himself, he just preaches. Wherever you find yourself, we eat in a regular home, your school, your work area, even if you get a travel um, out of state, anywhere. Many a times, because I, 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 I travel a whole lot, so I, 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 one of the things I do, I like meeting new people. So many a times when I'm on the air, I try to talk to the person beside me. I just say, hey, um, hey, do you believe this, this, and that? Sometimes maybe when I'm in the airport, when I'm having a connecting flight or something, I just say, ah, this, what's going on? Uh, sometimes I, I get to interact with people that we talk to people, you know, share the gospel. So wherever you find yourself, it's an opportunity to share because you are God's. Remember what the Bible says in the Taonomy says, wherever the soul of your foot shall step upon, you possess, right? So those are practical steps you can take. So wherever you see yourself, it will apply to you. So you can, so this will apply, whether you're in a local church or something, to help the work of God grow. You can even start a work there. Wherever you are, you can just start, gather two people and just be teaching them. From that two people, you can increase to four. From that four, you can increase to three. You get what I'm saying? You can just gather people and just be teaching them. Teach them the gospel. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. It says that Jesus came to them in Matthew, verse 16 to 15. He told us, Matthew 16, verse 15 to 20, he told us to preach the gospel all over. So in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1 to 4, it says, uh, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached to you, um, whereby ye stand, in that says, by which you also are saved, which you keep in memory, whereby you believe in vain. And that says, For I deliver unto you, first of all, how that Christ died according to our sins, how that he was buried, and how that he rose again from the dead according to the scriptures. So the gospel is about the death, right? Right? The burial. And most importantly, how that God raised him from the dead, the resurrection. So that's what gets a man saved. So when we preach, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus, we are going to see men saved. Are you seeing that? I don't know about you, but I want to see more men saved. Right? So if we see more men saved, we are seeing the glory of God filling the earth, right? Right? We're seeing the glory of God fill the earth. So Jesus commissioned us to go. The instruction is to go. So evangelism or reaching the unsaved happen when we go. It doesn't happen when you sit down in your room. It doesn't happen when you sit down at home. It doesn't happen when you're just on your phone alone. It is when you go. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, you can meet new people online and you teach them the gospel. You know? How about that? Teach them the gospel. So, the thumb every creation, when it says you should preach to every creature, every creature means the whole world, all nations. In Mark 16, verse 20, it says they went everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere means, look at it. Go to that Mark 16, verse 20. Mark 16, 20. Let's read it together. Mark 16, 20. Mark 16, verse 20. 
So you are bold, right? You are bold. Mark 16, verse 20. It says, And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord walking with them and confirming the word with what? Signs following. Everywhere refer to every opportunity to preach. So they took advantage of every opportunity. Always learn to always learn to seize the moment. Learn to take initiatives. You can think a lot of initiatives. There could be people who have been your friends for long, and you can just take an initiative on, oh guy, you know, how about us just hearing this? How about just how about us listening to a message? You know, that's why we even have some materials yet just to guide you. You just say, guy, do you know what internal life means? You know what? Do you know what born again means? Do you know what? Do you know that you you are, you you can be forever righteous? You know things like that. You take initiatives. When you see people, learn to take initiative. Learn, because God is having a ceaseless conversation with you in your spirit. You can receive God's thought on his own restraint. So learn to take initiatives for the gospel. Learn to take initiatives for the gospel. So. As, so how close are you to the unsaved? You are as close to them as you are breathing. If you just go out now, you are, we have, all, of us, all of us in this room now, we are very close. Let's just go downstairs now, or let's just open that door. The unsaved is there. Have you seen it? That is how close we are to the unsaved. So they are at our workplace, right? They are in Walmart, right? Wegmans, right? In schools, right? Ah, guys, am I, you guys tired? You want to... Guys, don't try yourself. You slept well. How close are you to the unsafe? So wherever people are bound, a lot of unsafe people are there. So it's our responsibility to preach unto them the message of Jesus. So evangelism should be done in a place where you so how close are you to the unsaved um second corinthians 5 is 18 to 20 he made us to understand that we have the ministry of reconciliation so it's our responsibility to preach isaiah 53 verse 6 it says all our all, all we like sheep have gone astray and thorned everyone to his own way and the lord had laid on him the iniquities of us all. In Ephesians 2, verse 1 to 2, and you are taken quickened, you were dead in trespasses and sins, whereby in time past you walk according to the course of this world, according to the spirit of year, the spirit that walk in the children of disobedience. So we are very, very close to the unsaved. Very close to the unsaved. And the instruction for us is to go into the world. So where do you evangelize? Because the believer has been given the commission to go. Where do you evangelize? Everywhere. There is no limitation to where you should go. Are you getting me? So you evangelize in school, right? You evangelize at work. You evangelize in Walmart. You evangelize on the bus. You evangelize to your Uber driver. Are you seeing it? You evangelize to who again? Where do people go? I mean, eh? doctor's office, you can go to the hospital. I remember there was a, I was, I was in Abuja um, last year, November, and I, I followed a friend to one of their general hospitals in Kubwa, in Abuja. And as I got there, I was almost crying. 
I saw a lot of sick people. So the doctor, interest, I, I was not the one having issues. I followed my friend. I think something happened to her ear or something. I think the cotton ball stayed in her ear or something. So we wanted to go fix it there. Uh, so we, we, we all went together there. So as I was there, so I was not seeing other issues. So as we entered, my friend was like, hey, thank God for my own problem. <laughs> because we saw a lot of problems. So the doctor now noticed that I was about to cry, that my eyes was red than I was. And I was, so and I told the doctor, can I just pray around for people, you know? This and that. He said, ah, with the way you're about to do, please go. He just ask them if they will allow you. <laughs> because you can do things like that. That's if they allow you. And I know that because I've worked in certain hospitals here in the United States, and sometimes they don't, they don't allow people to do all of those things, but you, you can ask for permission. So, ah, can I pray for you? You know, and God's healing power walks through you. Are you getting me? So when you get to the hospitals, you can use it as an avenue. You can preach to your doctor before your doctor finish and gives you the prescription. You say, hold on, uh, just one more minute. I know my time is up, just one more minute. See, God, if you did not believe the gospel, <laughs> yeah, just, as your doctor treating you, treating him back. <laughs> Let's say, take two prescription per day. Say, ah, thank you, sir. I believe what you say, but see, if you do not believe the gospel. <laughs> so where do you evangelize? You evangelize, the believer is given the commission to go everywhere. Romans 10, verse 15, 14 to 15, it says, How shall they hear except the preacher be sent to them? It says, how beautiful are their feet that minister glad tidings to the people. So they are sent. So we are told to proclaim the gospel to everyone, everywhere. So snow is not our problem. The cold is not our problem. As far as the cold will not stop us from going to work, right? The cold will not stop us from going to movies. The cold will not stop us from going to school. So you see that the problem is you. Are you seeing it? Are you guys seeing it? The, 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 the code does not stop you from going to work to make money. The code, the, the code does not, did not stop you from attending your class. The code did not stop you from going to the car to warm your car or to drive out. The code did not stop you from ordering food from DoorDash and going out to pick it. The code did not stop you from going to a restaurant to eat. You are the problem. So in this place, because one of the common excuses that people give about how churches in the United States is too cold. So let's wait till summer. So when summer now comes, they'll be doing cookout. How does cookout get somebody saved by me? Please. You just carry music and we play. Jesus is this is God. This and people will not come. The people that are coming, it's not as if you are preaching, you are giving them food to eat. Then you not give them trout. Those people just use the trout to use it to hold the corn you gave them. <laughs> That's people, that's what a lot of people use their summer to do. They will do barbecue, cook out. They will say, they will wait. Oh. They will say, ah, it's be cold, it's cold, don't worry. In, they will say, in summer, we are going to reach them. In summer, in summer. When the summer now come, the summer will summer them. Uh, that's wrong. In that 20 verse 20, Paul said, have head back. Look at, look at that 20 verse 20. And that's what I want to do for you in this meeting. I trust God for that. In this meeting that I will not hold back anything from you. Look at it in Acts 20 verse 10. It says, And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but I've showed you and taught you publicly from house to house. So Paul taught them from house to house. So evangelism 
is done with the simplest of words. Now, don't because you've been hearing me speak Greek and Hebrew, now get to, to the outreach and say, the Hebrew word is daba. The Hebrew word is barash, barak. The, that's not how to preach. <laughs> Make it very simple. Use stories. Are you getting me? Use illustrations, things they can relate to it. Are you getting Evangelism must be done with the simplest of words. And that's what Christ has done. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18. Look at it. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18 to 19. I'm trying to round up this session, and I'm going to do that very soon. So we'll take a break, and um, we'll come back. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18 to 19. Because I see that some of you are already yawning, yawning, yawning. All things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of what? Reconciliation. So God wants to, I about starting your outreach by saying God wants to reconcile you back to him. God wants to reconcile you back to him. He says, look at it now. Let's read it together again. He says, and to wit that God was in Christ doing what? Ah, you guys are not reading. Ah, let's stand up. Let's stand up. Let's stand up. Let's stand up. You will see that you will read now like a Christian. Alright, one, two, ready, go. Ah, it's like we are not it's like we are not ending this session. One, two, ready, go. Ah <laughs> we die here. The session extended. Brethren, we are continuing in another session. <laughs> 18. One, two, ready, go. So God is not imputing anybody's trespasses to them. You don't go and preach to them and say, Guy, you are a sinner. God wants to deal with you. Go. No. <laughs> are you getting me? God is not counting anyone's sins against them. He wants to save the, that person who has killed 50 people. He wants to save them. Paul did, right? Imagine Paul telling us later on in scripture and saying, the blood of no one is on my head. You. The blood of no one. Stephen's blood is on your head. He's saying the blood of no one is on your head. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So he does, so, do, do, so don't get moved and say, ah, this one is too tattooed there though. This one is not listed. That's your, stop having those wrong assumptions. They are going to list it. Are you getting what I'm saying? And you know we have the voice. You know we have the voice. We have, God is working with us. God is working with your lips. God is working with our lips. So evangelism should be done in any place where you find sin and iniquity. How about taking a trip and saying you are going to a club tonight to preach? To preach, not to club. You take your idea, you show them, and the reason for the is just because you want to go. You have prayed, you have strong, you are, you are led, and you just enter the club and, just say, and everybody surrender to Christ there. You know, I had I led Lee Hammond. I went for a meeting and I had Lee Hammond. I think Abraham Abraham will remember this story. We went for that meeting. And Lynn Hammond said that she got so there was in Minnesota there were a lot of um pub shops, like a lot of club shops around. So she told her husband to get her um 
a, 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 a venue, like a, a space, a free space around that, around that locality. She said every day they will come to that free space. So the free space, they are not using it for sure. Nobody is there. They just booked it. Ah, and that's why it's good to have money to do ministry. He said they just booked this space and all they will just do there is just to be praying for the locality in that area. He says they prayed and prayed and prayed for days and months and as they prayed, they will go for outreach, they will go and preach. He said not long, every of those club shop closed down because people could not have the appetite to do it again. He said everything closed down. God wants his glory to fill the earth. Can you see that he used a woman? The woman was just inspired. She was, she was just angry that ha, clubs are getting filled up. Churches are not filled up. What's going wrong? She just told the husband. She said, I, I will never forget. She said the story in the meeting we went for. She just said, she just said I told my husband to get me a space in, in Minnesota. It's, it's in Minnesota here. Yeah. She said she just got a space in downtown where the whole issues were happening. She said she noticed that every night that place is full and their own church service in the night, during their night meeting, is not full. She said, ah! She said, she will just wake up early in the morning. She will go there. She will go and be praying. She will just go and be praying. She will go and be praying. She will go and be praying. She will gather some people together and be praying. Then they will do outreach around the area. Around the area. She said, not long. Months, mean two months, and everywhere in that place, all of them closed down. And many of those people were saved and filled. And they changed their lives. You see it again. God's glory filling the earth. Are you seeing it? How did God do it now? Truly in Ammon, a woman. So now, could God not have closed down all the shops themselves? Right? He could have been, but he didn't, right? He did it through what? A woman. Let's be seated. So evangelism can be done. Look at in Acts 8 verse 5. Acts 8 verse 5. Acts 8 verse 5. Acts 8 verse 5. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed to those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. He went to Samaria and he preached Christ unto them. And the people gave heed. Look at in verse 8, it says there was great city. There was great joy in the city. The whole of the city got saved. You also read in Acts 4, verse 4 to 10, how they preached to people and 5,000 men believed. So anywhere there is ignorance in the gospel, it's our responsibility to take the gospel there. I don't know about you, but uh, I'm thinking about some South American countries. How about us taking a trip to that place? We are going to do it very soon. We're going to take certain trips to some of the South American countries and we're just going to preach. We're going to take trips to certain states. We're going to start holding some, some meetings. Are you getting what I'm saying? We're going to be taking certain trips to certain states. We'll light up the place with the gospel of Jesus. We are going to start doing it very soon as a ministry. I will let you know when we'll start. We'll just travel. We'll just, maybe one weekend, we'll go hold Saturday meetings and maybe on a Saturday, we'll just go somewhere. I'll just call you. Oh, yeah, come, let's go. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we, we, we have a lot of work to do. 
God wants to fill the earth with his glory and he wants to use you and I. Are you seeing that? The pastor cannot get the work done himself. Are you seeing it? He needs the whole world, right? God wants the whole world to do it. So we must not make excuses. The excuses that we give is, especially in America today, is um, I'm working, I'm working, I need to pay bills. You are working, but you have time for Netflix and chill. You are working, but you have time to, you have, you have time to go to reply message on WhatsApp. You are working, but you have time to go and see movie. It is just your laziness. Another issue is it's too cold. No, you will preach in the cold, though, and you will shake, and you do the glory of God will fill you, and you will jump up. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? They say it's too cold. It's too cold. You say by time. The place I live in is not conducive. And some people, majority of the reasons is lack of boldness. All of the excuses just zero into lack of boldness. But you know what? I believe God in this meeting that you are bold. Hallelujah. Say I'm bold. You are bold. Don't be ashamed. Don't be. Ashamed of what? What do they want to do to you? The highest they will slap you and you will go. The highest they will say, Please don't disturb me. And you carry your bag and go. You go to the next person. Abina, I'm not interested. You try again and say, I'm not interested. You carry your bag and go to the next person. That's the highest that can happen. Or the highest is they will just show you. They will just say, see. <laughs> see, don't, don't, don't cross my leg. Ah, Baba. <laughs> he does <just> go. <laughs> <laughs> you just show, you just, maybe maybe I disturbing it too. I just show you like this. Ah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to trespass, but God still God died for you. <laughs> so a lot of thing, a lot of common excuses that we give is I'm not bold. I'm not no. Say I'm bold. I'm bold. I'm bold. Another one is I'm not called. Is it everybody that's supposed to do it? I just showed you in this meeting that it is everybody. That is why God created you. So if you are not doing it, you are not working in God's plan for your life. Oh. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting me? Are you getting me? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's... Um, so when we preach the gospel, um, sin, let's round up now. So when we preach the gospel, evangelism is a spiritual exercise. So many a times, you can pray for boldness. Are you getting me? Because what we preach, remember I told you, we preach and our message is about, um, our message is about how that Christ died, right? How that he was buried, how that he rose again from the dead, right? So, and there are people in your school, on your street, platforms, you know, you care about those groups you are in. Instead of sending, send to five people now, or you miss seven. How many of you still have groups like that? Send to five people now, you miss seven. Brethren, the Lord is coming today. Share this now. There's one thing they do on Twitter. They say, retweet aggressively. Retweet this aggressively. <laughs> no. So... I about using those platforms to retweet this one too. Aggressively. <laughs> I mean, we can take initiatives like that on our Facebook, on our Instagram, on our on our TikTok. You know, 
How about copying a message and using an audio and putting the audio on your TikTok? How about that? And you know that thing that I used to say, that thing that I used to read on TikTok and say, you know, there's one voiceover on TikTok that they, it's just working or something like that. They're now using, that thing is reading out the message about something like that. You know, that would be good for TikTok. That would be good. I mean, we can use every platforms we have to share the gospel. I mean, to make people aware of the gospel. Like I said, in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18, that the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that are not saved, but to us it is the power of God. Hallelujah. So going for outreach is a very spiritual exercise. And many a times I tell people, look at in first at nine verse at four verse twenty nine. So I'll close with this and we'll take we'll take a break. A lot of you are yawning. I don't like this. Ah yawning, your eyes is turning. Ah, people are Christians now. Ah you are Christians. I don't understand why you are feeling so just yawning. Some of you are dozing. Some of you, you have slept. You have gone to Jerusalem, come back to Jericho, went back. You are now came back to Rochester. Ah, ah. You are too, you are too old to be doing all of this. But when it is moving, you will not sleep. You see how the devil works. Once you start watching like this, your eyes is, your eyes is moving. Say, let me see the next season. Let me see the next episode. Or if it is game, some people it's Fortnite that can kill them. They don't play, 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 play. Your PS. You are Christians. You are dulling me in this place. Ah, you are not making me preach as I want to. Ah, sleeping. That's that's not what that's. Ah, no. We have to change you. Can bring this. Ah, well, we'll see. Mission is possible. And now, <laughs> God. You just say you are too, you are too, you are too sleepy and too drowsy for my liking. So they will quickly come back to. Oh <laughs> just struggling. Like, oh God, who sent me to come? God, I for no, I for just stay in my house. So. <laughs> but you are dulling my energy already. It's not, it's not too good. It's not too good. It's not you. You are Christians. You have to. You have to know how to. You have to know how to. Uh, to feed on God's word. You have to. You really have to. This is it's training of the spirit. It's the training of the spirit. Is it's if you don't have it, you don't have it. You have to be trained with the word. What is happening to you now? It's it's showing you that you are malnourished spiritually, because it's like it's like saying. You are, it's like saying you are, not, you are overfed when you are not actually overfed. It's like saying you have exhausted the energy to carry on God's word. That you, ah, eh, my head is want to blow. Ah, eh, ah, no. You should be able to, man, the Bible says man shall not live by bread alone, but by the word of God. The believer lives by the word. So you cannot go a day without feeding on God's word. You can't. All those, all these... I will give you a break so that you go and refresh again and we'll come back and we'll study something else. And, um, and, um, but all of you are just, ah, you are too, ah, some people have slept. Some people, some people it's, not even the, it's not even that they do, so they slept. Ah, that's bad. That's, that's, that's a bad thing. You're, you're a Christian. That's bad. 
I wasn't trained like that, so I don't expect that. I, I don't expect to see Christians that way, you know. I don't. It's it's not so good. So when you see yourself now getting ashamed with the gospel, you do not know when you were losing in service. So when you see, <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? It's not so good. 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 You should you should repent and change. It's not so good. But when we get to class, when we get to our class, because you know you want to pass it and you stay serious, right? Now, how much more the word of God? It's because God has not slapped people before. That's why a lot of people are taking things <laughs> the way it is. Just imagine you sleep now, you just receive, bah! You know you will not dare it again. But it's because he's too nice. A lot of us just take his graciousness for granted. That's the truth, though. It's because we know that God cannot come and do anything to us. That's why some people have the audacity to do what they want to do. They feel like, why? That's a bad attitude. You can't have that as a Christian. That's very bad. You should not be like that as a Christian. It's because you think God cannot slap you. God cannot do anything to you. Just, I beg. But in class, you know that if you do anything wrong, your professor is going to talk to you. You do not submit your assignment where your professor is going to talk to you. Things like that. You would do everything to get a point to pass. How about doing everything to stay awake for the gospel? This is an internal thing that we are doing. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, a lot of us, we just take the graciousness of God for granted. That's very bad. It's very bad. It's really bad. Should, you should, should change. It's really bad. All right, I'll just try and see where we can... Close. Look at um, Act 4, verse 29 to 30 to 31. So he says, And now, Lord, behold thy threatenings, and do what? So you can pray for boldness, right? Are you seeing it? You, I, you can pray for boldness. So we need boldness to preach. Are you getting what I'm saying? How about praying this for yourself every day? I remember one of the things when I first started preaching, I used to be very timid. I could not stand in front of people to minister. I still get very timid many at times, but I, I could not stand in front of people to minister. But my mom told me something that changed my life forever. She said, pray, pray for boldness. Just pray, with, just pray with fear. And that changed me forever. That was it. She just said it casually, but I took it and I took it serious. So you can pray for boldness. You can. Are you getting me? You can. You can pray for boldness. You can. It says, and when they are prayed, and it's not just, oh, rabba, rabba, yamana, mana. Hey, no, 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 no. And you are dozing and you are praying. That's not how to pray for boldness. So look at how they did it. Look at him. Let's read it. Let's everybody, let's read it. Verse 29. Now, with all boldness, they might speak their word. Look at verse 30. And signs and wonders may be done in the name of the Holy Child Jesus. Look at verse 31. The place was shaking. So they prayed and the place was shaking. Ah, yeah. That's how about we pray and this whole building shakes. I heard the story of Pastor Yi Adeboye many years ago. He came to, I think, Oklahoma. And I think that's when they wanted to ordain him in the 1980s. And he prayed in the hotel. And the hotel shook. 
that the, the engineers and everything could not find what went wrong with the hotel for years. They could not. So after many years, he now came back to the hotel and noticed that the place is not still in operation. He now laid the sense back on the place. He said the next year when he came back, the place was already working. Ah, see, I don't know about you, but we have not dared the power of God enough. That's, that's some results. Ah, how about we pray and people as far as Bhaktiva are feeling the part of our prayer. Guys, ah, we, we have work to do. Are you getting me? Ah, we have work to do. Serious work to do. So they prayed. So the gospel of Jesus should not be preached with timidity. Because you can't be timid to the person you are preaching. The person will not see the conviction in your heart. You have to be convinced. Are you getting me? So don't preach the gospel with timidity. There is a boldness that should accompany your speech and your deeds. There is a boldness that should accompany you. So as you evangelize, as you mark out as a disciple of Jesus, you must be bold. Look at, in verse, look at verse 13 of this at 4. At 4. Verse 13 says, And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of them that had been with Jesus. They saw the boldness. They saw it. So, you can be bold. Are you getting me? Say, I am bold. I am bold. I am bold. So, you can be bold. So, don't allow any of your qualifications, your academic qualifications, or oh, the fact that you did not go to school, you now you don't have your master's, you don't have your bachelor's, you have not finished, you don't have money, you don't, have, don't allow all of those things determine um, the gospel and all the qualifications for you know. Say I'm bold. First Corinthians, now let's close with this. First Corinthians 1, verse 2 to 1. Paul told us in First Corinthians 1, verse 2 to 1, I like that scripture very well. It says, And I, brethren, I came not to you with the excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I have determined to know nothing among you, save Christ and him crucified. For I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my teaching was not with the enticing words of my wisdom, but with the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but what? In the, in the power of God. So when we preach, their faith is standing in what? The power of God. So, Paul did not go about preaching that he was educated or he was preaching that he was, uh, preaching that he was uh, educated and all of those things. No, he went about just preaching the power of God. He went about preaching the gospel. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's what the gospel is about. So and God wants his glory to fill the earth, right? He wants his message to fill the earth, right? He wants his power to fill the earth. Are you getting me? How about praying for yourself, like in Acts 4 verse 30, and praying for yourself. Let's be on our feet and let's just pray for ourselves that we are bold. We are bold. Says, and now, Lord, behold thy servant. And grant unto us boldness that we may preach thy word. That we are bold. 
that we are bold. 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 Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself.